0: Red Dog by Bill Wallace. Chapter 14. The darkness made traveling hard. In the east, Adam could see the edges of the mountains, clear and sharp against the lighted sky. The sun was coming up. In an hour or so, it would rise high enough behind the mountain peaks for him to make his way. Now, though, it was hard. He knew the men would be on his trail before long. It was just a matter of time. He stumbled and tripped over branches and stones hidden on the dark forest floor. When he'd left the cabin, he jumped from the roof and followed a trail that led west. He made it a point to break branches and kick rocks out of the way as he moved along. The men, when they did start after him, would find it easy to trail him to the west. Then he left the path and skirted the cabin to head east. This was the way Adam would, re- Sam would return home from Cheyenne. The side of his face stung as the branch brushed against his cheek. He pushed it out of the way carefully so as not to break it. It would be daylight before the men could track him. That left him with about an hour to get as far away as he could. It was all the time he had to find Sam and warn him about what had happened. Adam felt something beneath his foot, a softness. Not like the hard rocks or brittle sticks. It gave when he tripped on it. He had to twist to the side and fall to keep from turning his ankle. A sharp rock jabbed at his shoulder when he fell. Quickly, he stumbled to his hands and knees and turned to see what he had fallen over. There was something there, a formed outline against the darkness. Adam held his breath. He froze, listening to the night stillness. As his eyes adjusted, the form began to take shape. It was a man. Adam eased closer. He squinted, trying to see. It was Sean Attack. Cautiously, Adam reached out a trembling hand. The breath caught in his throat when he touched the Indian's arm. His skin was cold. He was dead. Adam shuddered and drew his hand back as quickly as if he touched hot coals. He'd known since the day before that Sean attack was dead. He'd known it when he saw the man named Jack holding the stag-handled knife at Lori's throat. Even so, stumbling over his body in the dark was the last thing Adam ever expected. Without knowing it, Adam found himself on his feet. His eyes froze on the dead man lying in front of him. In the dim light, he could see that Sean Attack's eyes were open, but they were the eyes of a dead man, eyes that stared, never blinking, into the dark sky. And for a moment, it seemed as though the eyes were on him. Adam heard himself swallow. The chills raced up his back. It was as if the eyes watched his every move. Adam began backing away. He planted one foot behind the other carefully. He tried not to make one single sound since he was afraid the breaking of the twig might awaken the man from his death sleep. He could feel the shaking in his legs as fear rushed through every inch of his body. The backing away was too slow. He had to get out of here and run until he was far, far away. Now, Adam wheeled around. He raced forward for two long strides before he stopped dead in his tracks. His heart leaped up in his throat and then stopped altogether. With an icy coldness, the breath froze in his lungs. There was a man standing right in front of him. Adam jumped backwards, but his feet didn't move. He fell. He lay on the ground with his hands up in front of his face. The man was close enough to grab him, only he didn't. The form just stood there, staring straight ahead, not moving. There was a gulping sound in Adam's throat when he swallowed. An inch at a time, he scooted away. Using his hands and seat, he pushed himself back. Any second, he expected the man to reach down and grab him. Big, hard hands would squeeze into his arm, making him yell because of the pain. Only the man didn't move. His empty eyes just stared into the dark. Adam saw it then. A feathered lance stuck out from the man's chest. Adam frowned and tilted his head to the side. The lance... the man pinned to a tall pine tree its sharp point had gone clear through him and stuck deep into the bark of the pine he seemed to be standing but he was really hanging from the Lance Adam shuddered he could see the dark stains of blood around the man's chest where the Lance was he was dead Adam scooted back some more Sean attack must have killed the man before the others got him Adam realized. Then they left him there to grow stiff and cold. He glanced over his shoulder and trembled, realizing he had almost backed over the dead Indian. Suddenly he was on his feet, running. He stumbled and went head over heels through the tangle of brush. Then again, he was up. He had to run from this place of death as fast as he could. The night seemed to close in on him. He ran harder, afraid to look back. The limbs of the trees grabbed at him. He stumbled again, scratching his legs on the sharp, jagged rocks, only he was too scared to feel the pain. He scrambled to his feet and charged on. Once more he fell, this time headlong into a tangle of vines. He kicked and struggled. The vines held him. The more he struggled, the more they tangled about him. Like an animal caught in a trap, he couldn't escape. He forced himself to lie still. He waited until he caught his breath before climbing back onto his feet. When he eased himself up, the vines seemed to fall away. Now that he no longer struggled to get free, they no longer struggled to hold him. His cheeks and arms stung where the vines had scratched him and his shirt was wet where he had fallen against the sharp rocks and cut his shoulder. Bravely, he held his shoulders back, took a deep breath and began walking. Running blind in the darkness was no way for a man to travel, not in this country. There were too many cliffs and ravines where Adam could fall. And if he got hurt, he would be of no help to Sam or Mother and Lori. Besides, a man could make better time at a good steady walk. He could cover more ground. He still had to go three miles to reach the place where he might find Sam. He had to keep going. He had to make it without taking any more chances. Whether anyone knew it or not, the lies of his whole family rested on him. He walked quickly but cautiously. He chose his way carefully, watching his steps. Death had never come to Adam so plain as it did now. It had always been something that happened to other people. Even the death of his own father and older sister had seemed distant, like something only remembered after waking from a dream. Now though, after seeing Sean attack and the other man, Still cold in the early morning darkness, death had become something very close. Adam had never thought about Mother dying. Or Lori, Or Sam. Even when the men had come and forced their way into their home. Even when they pointed their rifles, and when the men had held their stag-handled knife at Lori's stroke, the thought of death had never come to him. But now death followed him like a shadow. Unseen, it trailed at his heels. The thought and the sight of death chased after him, even as he quickened his pace and rushed on in the dim, shadowy light. There was nothing in the darkness but stillness. After a time, another sound came to Adam's ears. It chased away the emptiness of the night and brought a smile to his lips. Ahead of him, he could hear the gentle roar of the wind river. It was a pretty sound the way the water swirled and bubbled as it rushed over big rocks on its way downstream. It was light now. He could see the river through the span of, t- a span of aspen trees just ahead of him. It bubbled and foamed, all white and glistening. I made it, he told himself, almost laughing. <laughs> I made the Wind River. He could find Sam now. He would have plenty of time. The banks of the Wind River were lined thickly with rocks. Unlike Jenny Creek, where the soft soil left clear tracks where he passed, the Wind River would not leave a sign. A man couldn't leave tracks on hard rock. If one of those men had trailed him from the cabin, this would be as far as he could follow. Adam sighed, feeling safe for the first time in two days. He made his way through the trees to the bank of the river. There he stomped around for a minute or two, sure to leave tracks that held to the big rock overhanging the water. He crawled down on the rock and took his boots off, leaving them in plain sight for anyone who might be trailing him. When he finished, he stayed on the rocks. He leaped from one to another until he was a little ways off. Then he turned and looked back at his boots with a grin. If anyone followed him, they couldn't miss those boots. It would be plain to them what had happened. No one would take their boots off unless they were swimming across the river. Adam nodded to himself, satisfied with his trick. It was safe now for him to be on his way. He could concentrate on looking for Sam and not have to keep glancing over his shoulder to make sure none of the men were trailing him. He stuck to the riverbank. The rocks were rounded off by years of water that had rushed over them, and it made the walking easy on his bare feet. He had to watch where he was going, though, to jump from time to time from one smooth rock to another. He glanced out at the river and winked. Its gurgling and bubbling were like the sound of Mother's voice saying, You're safe now. You've made it. It was the most beautiful sound Adam had ever heard. Then, suddenly, another sound came to his ears. Adam stopped turning to look back. The sound came again. It seemed far away and faint, but he couldn't tell how far away it was because the gurgling rumble of the Wind River was so loud it could hide the closest sound. He cupped a hand behind his ear and leaned in the direction he thought the sound came from. Again it came, faint and far off. But the sound was there, a pitch higher than the rumbling and bubbling of the river. It was a sharp high sound that stayed in the air for only a second. Adam frowned, a bit mad at himself for not being able to make it out. Even as far away as it seemed, even drowned out by the sound of the river, adam felt there was something familiar about the tone he moved on a few steps then still curious he turned to listen again the sound came a third time this time he knew what it was Ralph's trail cry carried crisp and sharp above the roar of the river adam squinted he strained his eyes searching the long way back up the river to where he would left his boots there was a flash of red ruff's voice cried out shrill and excited adam crouched down beside a large rock he could barely see that far away but it was rough all right the puff sniffed around where adam had left his boots he ran wild circles and wagged his floppy tail then all of a sudden he lifted his head to the sky and let out a yell and here he came straight up the rock bank with his nose down straight hordes, Adam. What on earth? Adam wondered. That crazy pup must have chewed through the leather strap I had him tied with. Adam eased up, eased up from his hiding place. He smiled, feeling proud of the pup for finding him. Maybe it would be good to have him along, Adam decided. I might not see Sam, but that pup could sure sniff him out. Adam got to his feet and waved. Come on, you crazy rascal! Come here, boy! All of a sudden, there was a loud, cracking sound. Adam felt a sting against his arm. He jumped to the side and looked down. The sound of a bullet ricocheted from the rock beside him. Where it hit, the rock busted to powder and scattered against his arm. Eyes wide, Adam looked back down the bank. The two men who were following Ruff broke into the clear. One stopped to take aim at Adam. Quickly, Adam dove to the side. Falling behind a large rock, he heard the sound of a second bullet. It crashed into the rock right where he had been standing. They're shooting at me, he said, shuddering. No, it's all wrong. They weren't supposed to be this close behind me. They were supposed to find the boots and try to cross the river. Quivering, he crawled to his knees and peeked over the rock. Ruff had his nose to the ground, trailing Adam's scent. The two men hadn't stopped to reload. They tried to ball and powder their rifles as they chased after the red pup. Adam bit down on his lip. Darn pup, he growled. He let them right to me. All that work I did back trailing. All the time I spent trying to make it look like I swam the river. It was all for nothing. Just a waste of time. Not." dumb stupid idiot dog is bringing them right to me he felt his fist clench get out of here you mug! go back but ruff kept his nose to the ground he was running hard on a hot trail and there was no stopping him not until he reached adam adam's only hope now was to run while they were trying to reload run barefooted up into the jagged rocks and sharp branches where the pines grew. But even as he stumbled to his feet and made a mad rush for the cover of trees, he knew it was useless. There was no way he could outrun that pup. And barefooted as he was, it wouldn't take long for him to get caught. The lead ball from one of the rifles would tear into his flesh and knock him to the ground. And with him gone, There would be no one to warn Sam. There would be no one to help Mother and Lori. Everything was lost. Any chance they might have had was gone now, all because of that red dog.